This podcast is brought to you by JAM, Junction Arts and Media, building community in the Upper Valley through media. Welcome to Shelf Help, a podcast where booksellers help you answer one of life's trickier and we argue most important questions. What should you read next? I'm Lisa, co-founder of The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help you find your next great book. And the talent for this podcast will introduce themselves. My name is Allie, and I'm the owner of Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. And I'm Emma, one of the owners of the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont. And I'm Carrie, one of the co-owners of the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont. And if you are a recurring listener, you know our episodes answer questions from listeners. So please send us your reading dilemma to shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or use your preferred social media method to reach any of these three amazing independent bookstores. We do our best to answer all questions we receive in one of our upcoming episodes. And with that, we're gonna jump right into recommendations and book talk. And um, I have to say our question for today made us all chuckle and we've been looking forward to it so much that we delayed it by a month so that Allie could participate. For this episode, Each bookseller has been asked to discuss one book they recommend that answers today's very fun question. This is not necessarily a dilemma, but I would like books to be paired with your astrological sign. And I forgot to write the name of the person who sent us that in Instagram. It came from Nicole. Nicole. Thanks, Nicole. Nicole. Thank you, Nicole. Ah, Hi, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) It's a small town. (laughs) And why don't we just jump in? Because people have been waiting over a month. I don't know who wants to start. I feel like that we should explain what, because I think we're all going to be talking about our three signs, and so maybe we should explain what those are. Okay, go, Emma. So I am very interested in astrology of all the woo things. I would say tarot is the one I'm most interested in, but astrology has a lot to do with math, so I also really like astrology. So we're going to be talking about our sun, moon, and rising signs, and the quickest way I've heard that described is think of the sun as your ego, your rising as your super ego, and your moon as your id. Wait, why as somebody who loves both psychoanalysis and astrology, have I not heard that metaphor or thought of it on my own? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe we should explain that the sun is the sign that everyone usually thinks of. If you're interested in learning more about astrology and math, I highly recommend a book called A Scheme of Heaven by Alexander Boxer, which is all about astrology and math. So I am born on April 20th. So I am a Taurus sun, a Cancer moon, and a Virgo rising. So how I think of that, I am a stubborn person who likes to be in control and has a lot of feelings, is what that means to me. So Tauruses, I think, are like kind of stubborn and they really like comfort and hominess. And so the book that I paired with that sign is The Corner That Held Them by Sylvia Townsend Warner, which I'm 100% sure I've talked about already. But it just I thought of it and I was like, yes, that is perfect. It is a book that's more about a place than any real plot. It takes place at a nunnery over a period of a few centuries and just focuses on kind of rotating cast of nuns who are very petty and not very pious. So they're they're pretty stubborn and it has a lot to do with like home and comfort and things. Could we go all around and do our sons first and then I'm not just monologuing? So I am a Libra. Libra is... People think that we're super balanced, but really we are just endlessly in search of balance and usually going all over the place 
on that mission. We tend to be really social. We tend to really appreciate like aesthetic things. We're really, we are really sensitive to like what the the kids these days call vibes. It also just means that like when I'm in rooms where the lighting's like too bright or too dim, I'm like, I must fix this right away. But that could also be ADHD and all other sorts of things. So I chose and I kind of I approached this, I think similarly to Emma, but also was thinking about like the books that kind of represent me. So the book that I chose for Libra is Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff. It was kind of a last minute decision, but like formally, I feel like it works. So with Libra, the symbol is the scales. And in Fates and Furies, it is a book that notoriously has a flip in the middle, a turn, what have you, where all of a sudden we get to hear the other side of the story that we have just read. And it reveals a lot of things. But I also think that it kind of fits in more ways than this. Fates and Furies follows a couple starting with like the childhood of the boy all the way through their time together at Vassar, through he becomes a playwright and on into their older age. And it's really, really interested in how we make art, why we make art. And so I think that it will appeal to Libras and kind of has a Libra sensibility about it that I appreciate. So Carrie. My birthday is November 30th, so I am in the Sagittarius realm. There was a period of time where they were talking about that like mysterious 13th sign that oh, existed. Yeah. Yes. I'm technically that, um, but I very much identify with the Sagittarius. It's essentially just being all over the place and not really being content and, and having a lot of wanderlust. I'm going to talk about a book that's not out yet. It will be out by the time this airs. As I was reading it, I had this weird moment. I was like, oh my God, this book was written for me. I don't want to describe everything that happens in it because as you're reading it, just these like lovely surprises come up. But I want to remind everyone of the very first episode that we were, we recorded where Emma gave a list of like all the things that would have been in a book Mm. that that would have encapsulated her and as i was reading this book i was like oh my god this has all of my things that would have been on that list (laughs) if i had actually sat down and made a list the book is the strange inheritance of leah fern by rita zoe chin things included in this are a traveling circus fortune tellers road trips art a coven or a chosen family and the trip to find yourself and i'm gonna read like the first paragraph of the back of the book Born in a carnival trailer, Leah Fern begins her life as the youngest and very best fortune teller in the world, taking strangers' hands and feeling the depths of their emotions. Her mother, Jeannie Starr, is a captivating magician who, with little fanfare and no explanation, leaves six-year-old Leah with a friend and disappears. Fifteen years later, a small-town outcast, Leah decides to end her life on the occasion of her 21st birthday, but she is interrupted by a surprise knock on her door. A mysterious neighbor has died and left Leah a very strange inheritance, a series of letters that will lead Leah on a journey that will reveal the story of Leah's mother. And then a road trip ensues. The most fun I've had reading a book in a really long time. So. Yay. Yeah. And many of the people at the the talent at this table were not satisfied with sticking with the sun sign and they have additional books. (laughs) So take it away. Whoever wants to jump in next. So I am a, I'm going to do moon sign. So I'm a cancer moon. And this one I actually had a lot of trouble with because I was trying to think of cancer is all about like feelings. And actually I'm pretty sure like the moon 
its sign is cancer so it's like your your moon sign is always going to have feelings it's going to be about feelings but when you're a cancer moon you have all of the feelings which is funny because i sometimes say and i quote from a cartoon i can't even remember what it is that crying is my superpower oh it's from adventure time so i wanted to think of a book that was very much about that made me feel all of the feelings but then i also know that cancer is kind of about being nurturing so i wanted a book that a cancer would find nurturing and i feel like a book that gives you lots of feelings is not something that someone would find nurturing so instead i decided to go for a psalm for the wild built by becky chambers which again i'm sure i've talked about already i wanted to recommend a book that just feels like a warm hug and that is this book. It is like a very nice cup of tea on a fall afternoon. It is about a tea monk who is unsatisfied with their life and goes off into the woods and meets a robot. This is a world in which robots gained sentience a few some odd years ago and just went into the woods and left the humans behind. And basically they band together to kind of answer the question of like, what is it all for? What are we doing? I often tell people that it's kind of the fiction companion to the book How to Do Nothing. That's a great way of putting it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very much about just kind of being to be. As a Cancer, I found very, as, especially as a Cancer who's a Virgo rising and can't just be, I found it very nurturing. I like that approach of like what you need based on your moon sign. That's helpful. I actually, I feel like I am getting a ton out of this conversation because my moon sign is Sagittarius and it's the sign that I least identify with. Mm-hmm. So as Carrie said, Sagittarius is all about like going out there, like exploring new places, doing new things, like not being satisfied and being excited about what's next. And even though I have no Taurus in my chart, like I just want to stay at home all the time. I don't know how I don't have Taurus in my chart. Beyond these three, I've got a little Pisces and I don't, I can't actually remember what others are big. I should take a look back. Anyways, Sagittarius, until now, I did not really realize how fitting it is for my moon sign. I always used to think like, oh, well, I was like a climber. So like, I guess like I I enjoy the outdoors and like going around. But like, I was scared half the time. So I don't know how it applies. Now I'm thinking like, <laughs> of course it works. I'm somebody who has spoken on this podcast about how much I love therapy. Like I am always like exploring my psyche, others' psyches, and like just wanting to feel all of the things. Like there's like this hunger for feeling all the feelings, which sometimes the feelings don't exist, (laughs) but I still need to feel them. With that in mind, I kind of feel like my pick that I'm about to say doesn't make that much sense, but I still love this book and I think that I, I think I can make it work. So tell me how I do. (laughs) So I chose The River by Peter Heller and I know I've talked about Peter Heller on here before. Obviously, My thinking earlier was it's an outdoorsy book. I like the outdoors. Maybe that should be part of like my big three sign books. But now I think about it. It is about these two boys who go to the Canadian wilderness, super remote. They're driven there by wanderlust and they're wanting to do more. It's they're actually Dartmouth students in the novel and they're on their off term. And out of this decision to go have a great time, springs great tragedy and you know it it kind of makes you think about the choices that we make to 
take risks for fun and how how we can have really high consequences for those. And so sometimes it's better to stay put. That said, I don't think that this book is arguing that you should stay put. I think that loss is a big part of life, but I do think that it it tackles really head on the question of why do things like canoe down a super remote river in northern Canada or why scale a thousand foot cliff with ropes that we do it and this book explores some of them but you have to be aware of the loss I think did I, did I make it work Network? Okay, cool. That's Sagittarius. It sounded amazing. Well done. Awesome. Thanks. I really just wanted some positive feedback. Needed some balance there, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> balance your doubt with some positive yeah, feedback. I felt a little yeah. bit out of my comfort zone. So just... <laughs> Carrie, I am also Moon and Cancer. I really love YA books, and the reason that I love YA books is because it's like all of the feels. So many feels. <laughs> so much sense my recommendation is the wilder girls by rory power this is one of those rare books that like i closed the book after reading the last page and immediately thought to myself oh my god i i need to see that movie it just it's these these girls they're at a boarding school on i believe on an island off the coast of new england somewhere and something happens that causes them to all start going through mutations and so there's a lot of body horror in it people growing like talons instead of fingers and like as i was reading it sometimes i had to skip parts there's a lot of feelings happening between all these girls at the school because they're going through this major thing together and the the crux of the story is these these three girls who are friends and then one of them gets sick enough that she is taken away and generally when someone gets taken away the two friends that are left kind of band together to go try to find the the friend that is missing and and save her from whatever her fate may be and it was a debut novel okay last round Let's go with your your rising. So my rising sign is Virgo. So I picked The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande because it both nurtures me as a Virgo and it feels like that is that book sign. Literally just all it's nonfiction. It's about how checklists are awesome. And it's a very (laughs) simple way to be very efficient and effective. Okay, Allie. My rising sign is Scorpios. So Scorpios are known for being like very intense. At first, I was just going to recommend the most intense book I could think of, which is probably Shadow Tag by Louise Erdrich, but I'm pretty sure that I've recommended that on here before. A woman finds out that her husband is reading her journals, her diaries, and starts to keep a journal with which to manipulate him. Her name is Irene America. There's a red journal and a blue journal. It's fucking amazing. But as I was thinking more about about books that actually really get at Scorpio and like, and I just started Ocean at the End of the Lane. I had never read Neil Gaiman before. It is about a man who's returning to his home. There's just like there's water. There's an ocean at the end of the lane that's not really an ocean, but you just feel this sense of water. Scorpio is a water sign. And then there's this sense of like uncovering of his childhood. And what really made me think of this was when you were talking about the body horror. There's also a significant amount of kind of body focused writing in Ocean at the End of the Lane. And I have it on authority from at least one Scorpio that this is one of their favorite books. So I feel like it it really does like encapsulate Did you get to the worm yet? No, but that sounds like a Scorpio thing. But it's fantastic. I've already cringed and I'm only like 30, 50 pages I think that's the best book that he's ever written. Good. Okay, Carrie, you're up. 
My ascending is Aquarius. I don't necessarily identify a lot with that. Unconventional interests and seeming eccentric to people. That made me remember this fantastic nonfiction book that I read earlier this year. It was called On the Trail of the Jackalope by Michael P. Branch. This guy became obsessed with the the lore of the jackalope. And so he, you know, did all this research on where it came from and, cool. and that kind of thing. But he also pairs it with because the same year that these two brothers like actually created the first jackalope was the it was the same year that there was a doctor who was investigating the, the real life phenomena of rabbits who grow horns, which eventually leads to what we now have is the HPV vaccine. Hmm? The research happened in like New Jersey or New York, I want to say. Oh, yeah. And and the first jackalope was made in it was made in Wyoming, right. like by two teenage boys who had taken taxidermy course over mail. But it it takes you on this really fun roadmap through like American folklore and a, a cool. touch of cryptozoology because technically the jackalope is not a cryptozoological creature. He's folklore, but he talks about it all throughout the book. And it, it was actually, it was very fun. And I don't read a lot of nonfiction, yeah. so I, I need it to hold my interest when I do. But yeah. And then like, there's like two pages where he's, he's listing like all the pop culture references of jackalopes so and cool. stuff like it just, yeah, it was, it was very fun. And with that, we end the episode, but to summarize we discussed, and we're going to let Emma start with the books that she discussed. I talked about Taurus Sun, The Corner That Held Them by Sylvia Townsend Warner, Cancer Moon, Psalm for the Wild Built by Becky Chambers, Virgo Rising, The Checklist Manifesto by Atul Gawande. And I talked about Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff as a Libra book. Libra Sun book. I talked about The River by Peter Heller for a Sagittarius moon and talked about, I'm going to go with actually my original pick, Shadow Tag by Louise Erdrich for a Scorpio ascendant. And that way I kind of have like three of my favorite authors representing my signs and I feel good about that. All right. And for Sagittarius Sun, I recommended The Strange Inheritance of Leah Fern by Rita Zoe Chin. For my moon in Cancer, I recommended The Wilder Girls by Rory Powers. And for my Aquarius Rising, I went with On the Trail of the Jackalope by Michael Branch. So with that, we end. And Shelf Help is brought to you by The Book Jam, a nonprofit designed to help readers find their next great book. CATV Upper Valley Media Community, which I think we're supposed to start to call Jam. Sorry. So this is, this is our first... A f- first official recording with them is Jam and three fabulous Upper Valley bookstores, the Yankee Bookshop in Woodstock, Vermont, the Norwich Bookstore in Norwich, Vermont, and Still North Books and Bar in Hanover, New Hampshire. If you've got a reading dilemma, email us a question or a voice memo at shelfhelpuv at gmail.com or contact any of these three fabulous stores using your preferred social media method because they have them all. We are here to help your shelves. Thanks for being with us. See you next time on Shelf Help. Thank you for listening to this Jam podcast. If you have found this program interesting and would like to find more Upper Valley content or learn how to produce your own media, please visit us at uvjam.org.